This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So how can you play jazz standards at jam sessions and gigs, even if you've never heard them before? Well, today I'm sharing with you my top tips for recognizing chord progressions coming up. What's up, Brenton here from Learn Jazz Standards. We help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do jazz theory and jazz improv tutorials as well as ear training and learning jazz standards tutorials like in today's episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss out on anything going on here. A very valuable skill is being able to recognize chord progressions not only so that you can learn jazz standards by ear but also in case you happen not to know a tune on a jam session or gig, you're able to pick up those chord progressions relatively quickly. And as for myself personally, as long as a jazz standard has traditional harmony, I'm able to pick up on the chord progressions in the first one to two times through the form. So if you want to develop this skill, here's how I would go about doing it. Now, tip number one is to memorize jazz standards with Roman numeral analysis. So this doesn't really have so much to do with hearing chords just yet. However, this is really critical because when we're hearing chord progressions and recognizing them, we want to be able to put a name to what they are so that we can intellectually understand what they are. So for example, taking a look here at Autumn Leaves, very classic tune that everybody should know how to play. We see that we have two, five, one chord progressions. So understanding what two, five, one chord progressions are, understanding the diatonic series, how we get the sixth chord of a key center, what the minor keys are and what chords are in the minor keys are all very important. We also have this minor two, five, one, and just simply understanding what those are helps us to be able to put a name to the sounds that we're actually hearing. So the first step really is if you aren't familiar with Roman numeral analysis as it goes to chord progressions, start getting familiar with that and understanding what they are are because that's going to be really pivotal for you to be connecting that ear to brain ratio. Now, tip number two, and possibly one of the most important tips I can give you is to learn as many jazz standards as possible. As long as you're learning new jazz standards, you're starting to recognize the sounds of common chord progressions because spoiler alert, a lot of jazz standards have similar chord progressions and similar harmonic movements. So once you learn one jazz standard, the next jazz standard, you're likely to encounter similar chord progressions within them. And the idea when we're trying to recognize chord progressions isn't that we're able to pinpoint what each chord is individually, but rather holistically are able to recognize the general sounds of chord progressions. So take a look at this jazz standard called My Shining Hour, which we studied recently in our Inner Circle membership. Now, one thing that I really like about this tune is that it goes to the four chord in the bridge. So it's in the key of E flat major. So lots of one, six, two, five chord progressions up here at the top. And then we eventually get to the bridge where it goes. But the sound of two to five to one to A flat major, which is a two, five, 
to the four chord in E flat major is a really definitive sound that happens a lot in jazz standards. So if my ear can start recognizing the sound of the E flat tonality going to the four chord, that means technically any other jazz standard where I hear that movement, I'll be able to start recognizing that sound simply by exposing myself to a jazz standard like my Shining Hour that has this harmonic movement. So this tip is really important. Keep learning as many jazz standards as possible. And by the way, if you need help learning jazz standards, I highly recommend checking out our Learn Jazz Standards The Smart Way Guide. It's completely free. You can go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Keep learning those jazz standards. You're going to understand and hear chord progressions a lot better. So learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Now, tip number three is to start transposing jazz standards. So again, this isn't as much in the ear realm as training our ears as it is starting to train our ability to intellectually understand what the chord progressions mean that we are hearing. So for example, if we look back at Autumn Leaves again, we know that it starts with a two, five, one chord progression in B flat major. But if I wanted to play Autumn Leaves in a different key, such as E flat major, I would have to know what are the two and the five and the one in E flat major. They're actually F minor seven, B flat seven, and E flat seven. And then over here, I have to know what is the four chord in E flat major. We know that it's E flat and B flat, but what is it in E flat? Well, it's A flat. And the two five to the G minor, what is that in E flat? Well, it's actually a two five to C minor. So D minor seven flat five, G seven to C minor. And why is it important to know all this? Well, A, it's really good for your ears to be able to hear these chord progressions in different keys other than the one you're learning them in. But B, if you were to go to a jam session and someone calls a song you don't know, if you ask them first, what is the key of the tune that you're playing? That now gives you the context to relate to what the chords you're hearing are and putting actual names to those chords so you can learn them on the spot. So start transposing different jazz standards into different keys, even if it's just one other key, and this will really help you in the long run. Now, tip number four is to use the trial and error method for learning chord progressions by ear. So obviously the stuff we've talked about just in these last three tips are big picture stuff to be doing that ultimately are going to best help you to learn chord progressions by ear. But we also have to get into the trenches and do the dirty work. And this is where the trial and error method comes in, which is exactly what it sounds like. You're going to have to just start listening to chord progressions of jazz standards and just trying to figure out on your instrument, no matter what you play, what the notes are or what the chord qualities are. So for example, let's take a look at this mystery chord progression. Obviously we can't see what the chords are at all, and we're just going to have to be listening to something by ear. So let's take a listen to what this mystery chord progression sounds like. So what I would do right from the very beginning is just go ahead and play from the very first note and try to figure out what the bass player is playing. So let me play it. Okay, duh. I'm gonna try to find that on my instrument. Okay, this note is a C natural. Now the bass player isn't always playing the roots on the beginning of the chords, but oftentimes it's at least coming back to the root. So in this case, I feel like the bass player is really hanging out on this. So I know that the first chord is C, at least C. Now let's keep listening. Okay, 
the next note is a G. Now again, I'm doing this very quickly for the sake of this video, but it may take you many, many times to do this if you've never done it before. For me, I'm a little bit quicker. So that's a G. So, so far we have C, G, Okay, duh, duh. that's the pitch the bass player played. Okay, so it's another C. So we have C for four beats, we have a G for two beats, and we have a C for another two beats. So let's keep listening. Okay, bull, bull was the note I heard the bass player play. So that note is F, F natural, okay? So we have a C, we have a G, we have a C, and now we have an F natural, and I know there's one more chord, so let's listen to it. One more time. That's a B flat. Again, I'm going through this very quickly. This might take you more time, so don't be discouraged. So, so far we have C for four beats, G and C for two beats, and then F for four beats, and then B flat. So now that we know what the bass notes are, our goal now is to figure out what the chord qualities are. Now this can get a little bit tricky. What you really wanna do, again, is just trial and error. So let's listen to the first chord and really pay attention to the piano this time. Okay, I heard the sound of the piano. What I would do is you could just arpeggiate if you're playing a sax or a trumpet or whatever, or you can play the chords if you're a guitar player like me. But I would go through the five different qualities of seventh chords, major, dominant seven, minor seven, half diminished, and fully diminished, and see which one fits. So again, listening to the first chord. Okay, I'm gonna play a C major seven. And honestly, that actually sounds like it fits to me. In fact, it sounds like that, right? So I think it's a C major seven. Now, if I wanted to clarify that, I could try playing a C minor seven. Okay, that didn't match what, what the piano player was playing. So I'm gonna conclude that I think it's likely that this is a C major seven. Then we can keep going through this process. Just to speed up this process, I found out that this is a C major seven, and then a G minor seven, C seven, F major seven, and B flat seven, okay? So that's actually a one, two, five, two, four. We talked about that, right, with my shining hour. And then a four of F, it's the B flat seven, okay? So again, that's the Roman numeral analysis, now also playing into my trial and error method. Now, tip number five could help you if you're really not good with hearing what chord qualities sound like, and that is to do interval and chord fundamentals, ear training fundamentals. So this could be as simple as just playing a note like this and asking yourself to sing what the seventh is. So, uh, okay, that's the seventh. Or here's this note, what's the third? Duh. Okay, that's the third. Or when we go to chord training fundamentals, chord ear training fundamentals, we could play an entire chord. Okay, so what's the seventh? That's the seventh. It's a flat seven because it's a dominant seventh chord. So working on this over time, whether it be with ear training apps or different courses for ear training like we have in our Inner Circle membership, this can be the helpful fundamental basic tools that can help be building blocks. Now for me personally, if I would really focus on any one of these tips, obviously the one for me is keep learning jazz standards and associating Roman numerals to the sounds that you're hearing. And that way over time, you're just going to start recognizing the sounds of the chord progressions as 
as a whole, not as individual chords. And this is the fastest way to start being able to play instant jazz standards, even if you've never heard them before. All right. So that's all for today's quick win episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.